Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. We have a special episode uh, set up for you guys today. I am joined with the Archmagos, Alex. Beep boop. Beep boop is right. Uh, Today is going to be all about that sweet Libra Mechanicum uh, deep dive. And uh, yeah, we brought on the Emissary of the Mechanicum himself just to uh, break it all down for us. I personally don't play Mechanicum. Uh, but Alex does, and a few other uh, guys in the community do here locally. Uh, but I've always been interested with the army, and I love you know seeing what they can do and the whole lore background behind them. So um, I guess before we jump in, uh, do some uh, hobby progress. What have you been uh, cooking up lately, Alex? And you've been busy. Well, I think I, I got the the last of my Emperor's Children built and primed here. I got my Sun Killers done and my Phoenix Terminators. I've been waiting for months to come back in stock, and I was able to snag both. And got the heavy weapon Laz Cannon set from GW put together with uh, cacophony bodies and custom backpacks for the Sun Killers. So that kind of marks the end. Oh, and Lucius, Lucius came in, and uh, the new Praetor came in. It kind of marks the end of all of my, uh, I guess, uh, 3,500 points. Uh, that I picked up here to start a new legion with, and uh, that you know doesn't mean I haven't started with my Mechanicum. So I got uh, a whole bunch of new Secutors in, uh, and some Mirrodon Destructors uh, put together, and I put together a Karak uh, um the artillery tank because I think it's a it's a sleeper unit in the new uh, Mechanicum here, which we're going to talk about. Busy week. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I've been uh, watching a lot of pictures. He's been just churning out crazy amount of models, just uh, putting a lot of us to shame. So it's been nice to well, check it all out. Like I say, if I'm not handsome, at least I'm prolific. So, <laughs> what about you? Uh, it has been, yes, yeah, it's, it's been busy on my end, um, doing a lot of building in my Imperial Fists. I was a little bit of a, uh, just a converting building hoe there on the weekend. A uh, lot of stuff on the go, I'm trying to get my 3K Imperial Fist Army um, built and painted uh, by mid-October here for an event uh, Boys of the Golden Throne are holding. Um, I officially started painting my Imperial Fists yesterday. So yeah, Just just so we're clear, this is 3,000 points yeah. by the 14th of October. Yeah. It's 26th of September. Fuck, just shine bright. <laughs> I'm, shine trying, bright little uh, <laughs> I'm trying. Um, if everything goes the way I want it to, I'm basically averaging two hobby nights, um, and I'll be getting a squad of ten marines done. So it's not it's not bad. Um, a lot of marines to pump through, though. I've got essentially forty more to crank out after this. So we'll see. That'll be really the big time sink for me. I think um, buildings and everything, or buildings. <laughs> Tanks or vehicles will go a lot faster, but we'll have to see your, how this log goes. Does your 3K have a lot of tanks? I thought it was mostly infantry, wasn't it? It's mostly infantry. Well, I've got I've got two Sikaran. Oh, yeah. Arcus or Punishers? Yeah, Punishers. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Not happy. We need more strength six uh, rending shots. Well, yeah. Yeah, as many as I can get. Um, just just lead into that theme. Well, that that's the whole theme, uh, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that, uh, that Imperial Fist list later. Um, I guess, yeah, we can turn it over to uh, Master Mars here. So uh, get us started. I guess I'd like to first of all thank the uh, unnamed um, uh, British individual who uh, was able to secure me a copy of the Liber Mechanicum uh, a few weeks ahead of everyone else because it was lost in transit in the warp somewhere uh, between uh, China and North America, <laughs> and uh, so I was able to, I was able to get the book about uh, four or five weeks ago. Now uh, I spent a lot of time kind of going through everything. Um, figuring out kind of you know what the discussion was going to be around you know what the meta looked like and kind of what were the hot units kind of in advance, which was nice. Um, that being said, uh, I've only played one game with Mechanicum, one fifteen hundred point game with Mechanicum here to date. So a lot of this is uh, just kind of overview from some of the discussions we've had in the community, uh, some of the local guys talking back and forth, and kind of our own expectations on what this book is going to present here for the community as a whole. So I guess uh, what I did is I broke this up, um, try, try and be as linear as possible so you guys weren't listening all all night here for a two or three hour deep dive. Uh, and I think we're going to break this up into maybe two casts. The first one tackling kind of a deep dive on the kind of core mechanics of the book and how the how the book kind of plays uh, on the field. Um, and then maybe get into uh, knights and, and titans kind of later for bigger battles and, and kind of how the knights are going to play. Um, I will touch a little bit on knights here at the end in some kind of the comments, but we won't, we won't get too far into the allied detachments and the knights here for at least this cast. We'll save that for the, the round two. Very nice. So uh, for, for any of you who played uh, first edition, um, you know, really, we, we originally had the Legio Cybernetica and the Tegmata Omnissiah. Um, that's gone completely for the most part. The core concepts are still there, but, uh, you know, it's, it's basically, it's, it's gone. And we'll talk about how this kind of feeds into the um, the, the Archmagos abilities and how you kind of define your list through uh, character selection. It is very much like uh, Hero Hammer has turned into, say, like AOS, how AOS plays and how 40k plays, where, you know, you can you kind of kind of customize and build your force around uh, your characters. And it's very thematic like that. Like if your Magos, you know, really wants to specialize with Automata and lean into that, that idea of that we're leading cybernetic monsters, you know, storming across the battlefield, then you can do that, but you kind of have to build your army that way, which is kind of an interesting choice made at selection and, and you know prior deployment so we'll going to that um you know you can um still kind of uh build your legio or it's kind of like you know i guess build a thrall as, as a way the the community talks about it is you've got you know a, a kind of a way now to build your army the way you want to build it and with allied attachments you can kind of expand into other other dimensions but you do kind of have to build a relatively not one-dimensional army, but at least a, an army that focuses on kind of one aspect of the the Mechanicum as a whole. So um, you also have options in this book for, you know, the traditional Tegmata Automessiah, which is like the, the forces of the Mechanicum, the ground forces of the Mechanicum. Um, the book also breaks out into, of course, the Knights uh, Lieber, which is like uh, specifically focusing on the Knight Houses and the Knight Rules. And then, of course, you have the Titan Legions. Um, which again we'll leave those two here for the second episode but just to say that you can build um specific factions around both knights and titans um on top of the traditional tegmata omnissiah so um 
the other thing we're not going to really get into as well is kind of the drama around the book to date. You know, anyone who's kind of following the community, um, there's been lots of discussion around like, you know, how the, so the reductor rule doesn't technically work in close combat and, you know, how uh, some of the rules interaction just don't function. Um, hopefully like we've seen some movement here just recently this week you know yeah. scoria got his uh, his degree officially from the university of mechanicum he becomes an archmagos again for the first time which is nice you know there is some movement towards uh, an faq here from gw to fix some of these issues so i don't want to dig too much into this because that'll kind of invalidate the episode really quickly if we if we make a decision or an assumption on what the rules look like and then it changes you know in the next few weeks yeah. other thing i think we're not going to talk about is like obviously the the fan made rules right now around the Libra Mechanicum um, uh, is the community is relatively split. You know, there's a strong push towards fixing um, some of the issues here in both the Libra Astartes, Hereticus, and Mechanicum. Um, but again, it kind of dates the the content here if we if we lean in on exactly how to fix this book right now, given how in flux the community is. Yeah. Oh, very fair. Very fair. So I guess we can we can really quickly go through some of the high level stuff like uh, you know warlord traits. Uh, the Mechanicum still have access to the traditional warlord traits in the core book, so bloody handed, stoic defender, and ever vigilant. Um, the three new warlord traits are soul of cold iron, which is uh, any unit within six inch may still move while pinned and declare charges, but can only make snap fire shots and gains plus one reaction in the movement phase. Um, kind of a, a, a decent. I like um, that one. Yeah, it seems it seems to be decent. Like I think, like with how we'll talk about some of the low leadership characteristics and how a lot of the units had lost fearless. So like being able to still move uh, and declare a charge while pinned, you know, for thralls uh, is is I think <laughs> the only thing saving saving grace right now for them. Yeah, that's pretty big. I do like that for sure. Um, logic of victory, which is um, going to be, I think, the go-to for for most, um, is warlord. If the warlord does not make a shooting attack specifically with a shooting weapon and is not locked in combat, it gains plus one reaction in each phase of the game for the game turn. So one in movement, one in shooting, one in assault for each phase, which is pretty big. And also, if they don't shoot, they provide plus one weapon skill, plus one ballistic skill, um, uh, you know, for their uh, unit. And adds plus three initiative, plus three movement when using when used as part of a reaction. So you give up a shooting attack, but you gain you know your unit gains plus one boost skill, plus one ballistic skill, and plus three initial slash movement when reacting, which is pretty substantial. Um, the other thing too, just a note here is again some of the clarification some from the recent frac is like uh, a shooting attack is not a uh, uh, a, a battlesmith role or a cyberthergy role. So it still allows you to use your cyberthergy powers, uh, still allows you to repair uh, automata. Uh, you just can't shoot a physical weapon. So you can't use that photon thruster, for example. Hmm. And the last one is more the melee-focused one is the science of slaughter. Uh, you know, on the second round of combat and then on kind of further as long as you stay in combat with that same combat, the warlord gains plus one weapon skill, plus one strength to a max of 10 until the combat ends and then it resets and you also gain one plus one reaction in the assault phase. So you kind of just gain <laughs> weapon skill and strength each turn that you're stuck in combat. So again, most um, most Mechanicus uh, special characters are going to have a, a, a three up uh, invulnerable save. Some of them may have a feel no pain on top of that. Um, and they're all going to be at least toughness five, unless you're scoring, in which case you're toughness six. So like, um, you're gonna these things may actually st be stuck in combat. You might not be able to insta kill them. Um, so 
you know, unless you rolled that six, I guess the Paragon Blade, but uh, they are going to be tough to, to, to shuffle out of combat. So, you know, having constantly plus one weapon skill, plus one strength each each turn uh, makes them even more difficult. This works really well on like a Myrmidox, uh Lord or, you know, even a Magos. So the uh, the advanced reaction for the entirety of Libra Mechanicum is uh, a, a great advanced reaction. So scorn for fire, scorn full fire uh, in the enemy shooting phase. Um, if a if an enemy shoots at your special character, any one of your special characters, all friendly Mechanicum units within twelve inch of that unit plus the unit itself can return fire. Oh my! So you're you're still subject to the the return fire interaction so like if you can't see the target you can't you know can't just fire stuff at them you can't fire ordnance at them you can't see them stuck that kind of those general rules around uh return fire but uh yeah that's pretty strong especially given like how you build your mechanicus army now there's going to be lots of um you know secretary axie arches or uh normal magoses and an arch magos or more in each list so you know, it'd be hard to build a Mechanicum Force with at least two or three HQ units that are going to be kind of in other units. So there's three opportunities that if you shoot any of those units, everyone's going to shoot you back, so which is pretty So is it, is it a special abusive. character, or is it strictly just like an independent? Independent character. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, awesome. again, your, your Magos is your Arch Magos, or your Secretary uh, Axie Arches, which are your HQ units. So, and again, those are going to be embedded with, you know, units of Castellax or Thalax or, yeah. you know, Myrmidons. So I can just imagine like getting, getting shot back by like, uh, Four uh, yeah, some of the limiting factor here is that like, you know, again, we can, we can deep dive a little bit further is that uh, the automata special rule prevents automata from reacting, but the way around this is you can actually cause your automata to uh, be able to react in the following phase. So, um, you know, if you choose that option, you use your Cyberthurgy, you can actually gain reactions to be able to have this involved in some way. So, pretty pretty uh, spicy advanced reaction from the Mechanicum. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Very fitting, though. I like the just mass firepower. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, across the board, whether it's Libra Astartes or Libra Hedicus, there's been some, you know, nerfing, I guess, of uh, the the firepower um, availability for most units. Like, you know, just Plasma getting you know, the, the natural AP2 being removed, some of the artillery going from AP3 to AP4, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, there's still some really solid shooting in this list. One of the, you know, obviously some of the big stuff is uh, a lot of the ranges were nerfed. Uh, so like your dark fire cannons you need to be within, uh, you know, 24, 36 inches now for photon thrusters and, and cannons. So like it changes the dynamic a little bit, but there's still lots of AP2, AP3 in Mechanicum. There's still a, a definitely a deadly shooting force. So, um, I'm going to uh, flip over here and I, I we kind of touched a little bit on what are, and how you build your force with like these orders of the high techno arcana. Yeah. So. When you when you select an Archmagos, uh, and again you can only have one. Uh, the special rule now is called Pride of Place, where you can only select one Archmagos on a band or an Archmagos to be able to kind of build your army around. That Archmagos can then select uh, orders of the High Techno Arcana. So you know these are um, uh, a uh, Cybernetica, um, Lacrimarta, Macrotech, Milagra, Myrmidox, and Reductor. And we'll kind of we'll touch on each one of these a little bit, but each one of these kind of define how you're going to build your force effectively. And then after that, we'll go into 
each one of these also has access to the Cyberthergic Arcana, which is kind of like um, additional individual buffs that uh, a Magos, an Archmagos, and even a Tech Adept can upgrade to to be able to receive and kind of give to the unit around them. So we'll start out with the I think it's I think it's a Rachmadrite, a Rachmadrite, um, but. Like. Uh, yeah, this is the this is the main one. So this is the you know first of all the special rule is that you, this must be your warlord. Obviously, um, you gain access to Master uh, Thergica, which gives you an additional Cyber Arcana, which again we'll cover in a second, and Master Technomancer, which gives a Battlesmith. Whenever you activate Battlesmith on a unit, they gain the same uh, ballistic skill as the Magos, and uh, vehicle gains Power of the Machine Spirit if it doesn't already have it. So it kind of gives you know gives your Mechanicum vehicles access to Power of the Machine Spirit, and again. Anything that you battlesmith to, uh, you that unit gains BS. So typically you're gaining BS five uh, if it doesn't already have it. For example, like so, uh, using this on a unit of Castellax bumps them up to BS five. That's awesome. pretty pretty sexy. Um, so Cybernetica is the next one. Cybernetica uh, makes Castellax line, which is, um, is I, I like. I, huh. I, we talk about this in the strategy section here at the end, but it's hard to ignore this one. is is probably yeah. one of the best ones. So this makes uh, makes your Castellex scoring. Um, uh, you gain an ability called uh, Network Sensorium Protocols, which uh, if you have um, a unit shooting at a specific target within range of two or more Cortex controllers, it, uh, it, it provides a negative two to the cover save. So again, like I said earlier, you're going to have probably two or three Magoses and Arch Magos in your in your list. Each one of those has a Cortex controller. So if you're within 12 inch of two or more of these, uh, you're getting neg two to anything you shoot at for cover save with with the units. Um, and then preservation protocols. Uh, so this gains the Patrus Cybernetica rule, uh, which means that you can choose not to allocate wounds to the Magos, even with sniper sniper and precision sods, which is huge right now. I think in the meta where you know you're you're seeing like a more proliferation of at least uh, Nemesis bolters uh, oh. and snipers in each list to pop off poth carries and, and the others. This overrides that rule, stops you from targeting the Magos uh, completely if you want, and you can allocate wounds to the to the you know <laughs> the Castlax he's going to be hanging out with, for example. That's pretty sweet. I I have to admit, um, that is a very uh nice little additional buff there especially right now like you mentioned uh with the the way the things are going in the meta a lot of people are taking snipers and it's not that um it's not that the snipers aren't like they're not a bad choice it's what really amplifies everything right now is that dirty old nemesis bolter um it's just super good for what it does yeah, if you haven't run into at least one squad of Nemesis Bolter Recon Marines yet, like you're not even living at this no. point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rude awakening yeah. when you start, like when you lose your Praetor in, uh, you know, the second round as he tries to huff it across the board and gets gassed by a by a squad of Marines from seventy inches away. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's the ultimate scalpel for Legion lists. So th that's a nice way to counter that, which I I kind of like, mm -hmm. I like quite a bit. So the third one is uh, Lacrimarta. Um, so uh, and whenever you see Lacrimarta or uh, Lacrimarza or like however they, you know, there's three or four different kind of similar uses of this word. Typically it means like your more zombie-esque uh, Mechanicum Force. So this, uh, this uh, special uh, Techno Arcana gives you access to a thing called a Sanguine Hook, which uh, 
you must select the Ephemera Lacrimarta Cyberthergic Arcana, which again, we'll go over here in a second. Uh, it gives you access to Incorruptible Flesh, which uh, HQ or an infantry unit that you join is only affected by rending, poison, or fleshbane attacks on a roll of 6+. plus. And then Opus Viscera, which a model with Battlesmith um, is able to restore a lost wound to an actual infantry character. Um, and uh, actually cast a Cyberthergic Arcana, which allows the, the unit to immediately move two times their initiative characteristic in uh, at any phase. So this is important because like you can you can cast this in the shooting phase effectively uh, and give your infantry like a two times initiative. Now for the most part, like, don't get me wrong, mechanic have shitish initiative two or three. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, it's two times. So like you know even for your uh, your, I guess your uh, secutors, for example, would be your niche three. Um, it gives them a six-inch movement in their shooting phase, potentially to to bump them forward. Um, which, again, if you're if you're more melee focused, it's it's kind of a nice buff. The other thing is too, maybe Domitars, you know, niche two gives them a four-inch kind of plug, so they're you know moving eight inches, an extra four, uh, gives them like a, a a natural twelve-inch movement, and you just have to be within range of the aura, so it's it's you know twelve-inch or sixteen-inch range. That's so. pretty nice. Mm -hmm. a nice little buff so fourth one here is the macro tech um so this is the engine seer loadout so uh, uh tech priest auxilia may be taken as troops choices but must select the engine seer techno arcana um gives you access to moderati munitora which is before objectives are set up it allows you to move three pieces of terrain anywhere on the battlefield no closer than two inches to anything else on the train like no other within two inches of two, another piece of terrain or you know an objective or something like that and then uh, reactor edificii, which is uh, models with battlesmith may repair buildings in addition to dreadnoughts and vehicles. So uh, any hits allocated to a model repaired by this will only be affected by exoshock, breaching, and rending rolls of six. Ooh. So uh, it kind of like, again, if you want to go more on like the lean into that uh, I fix stuff <laughs> mechanical list, <laughs> this works for you. Um, Next one here is uh, Malagra, which is um, uh, more of like a, a, these. The, their role here is to hunt down techno heretics and dark mechanicum. So um, you get access to this Insidiae, which is any character equipped with the Machinator or Silver Arm may upgrade it, be upgraded to a Prehensile Data Spike for ten points. And just quickly, a Prehensile Data Spike is uh, uh, reach to uh, breaching four up and uh murder strike six up okay. so basically allows you to hit it plus two an ish and you're getting a chance for that instant death on a six um, and they get it for 10 points uh it gives you access to the interfector auxilia which is tech priest auxilia maybe choosing to be upgraded to the interfector techno arcana um, which just means that it actually gives them access to the prehensile data spikes and scout so you basically get like say two magos, two like mini magoses with prehensile data spikes and scout. So kind of like get up in advance and maybe try and I don't know ambush a HQ character quick or something. The, yeah. the ironic thing is they're like their weapon skill three, toughness four. They're kind of shit in melee. <laughs> this is just like you run it up and try and beasting something really quickly. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's interesting here about this is they get um, a kind of a, an interesting way to include more um, Archator Magisteriums. So this special is called Sacred Mission. So a single Archator Magisterium, which is a new elite choice that's in the book, 
we'll cover here in a bit, um, may be taken as, a, as an HQ choice. It loses its hunter-killer special rule and gains scout and court of the executioners. And court of the executioners allows you to take two more of these Architur Magisterums uh, for 110 points. And um, the HQ with this also gains preferred enemy characters, precision strikes, five up, and monster hunters uh, rules, and is upgraded with weapon skill five and plus one attack. So in short, this basically makes your um, your single Architur Magisterium HQ unit into like a champion, effectively. Yeah. Gives you gives you access to like a, a weapon skill five four attacks you know precision strike five a uh, preferred enemy and monster hunter to go after you know those those like monstrous techno heresy models on the board that you're 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 destined to to do combat with so it's a it's an interesting take um preferred enemy characters with precision strikes five up um weapon skill five and plus one attack actually makes them a pretty decent um just straight across marine killer Again, you can give these guys uh, power weapons, power axes, kind of the whole loadout. And so it does actually make them pretty decent in close combat. And uh, again, you can, I believe, give them the Prance Out Data Spike as well. I got to double check that, though. But yeah, you know, a decent, decent, like, you know, in, in, in a codex or a Libra that's, um, you know, filled with kind of mediocre melee units, um, these actually aren't that bad. So, the next one is, and my personal favorite, uh, Myrmidax. I was just about to ask. <laughs> this is this is like other than like Cybernetica, because I think you have to take it because it gives it gives you a line for your Caslax. Um, the Myrmidax is is just such a such a great flavorful uh, loadout to build an army around. So it gives you access to the Avatar of Destruction rule, which um, you you take a single Thanatar Calyx, which is the Thanatar with the uh, heavy last cannon on its shoulder uh, and it may be taken as a non-compulsory HQ um, and cannot take the Paragon uh, special rule. Uh, but what this does is it makes Myrmidon Secutors uh, and Destructors line troops. Aww. So, um, and what this gives access to is the Myrmidon Horst where, or sorry, sorry, it gives Myrmidon Sector, Secutors line and gives Myrmidon Destructors elites. Makes them So it takes them elites, uh, sorry, it takes Myrmidon Destructors out of Heavy and it turns them into Elites. Um, and it takes Myrmidon Secutors out of Elites and turns them into Troops, effectively. Wow. So you can take even more. Just That's awesome. awesome. Um, and then the HQ gains Hatred, Everything, Bulky 3, and a Wound Characteristic of 5. Um, where this gets a little weird is the language around this. This is like one of the discussion topics here. It needs to be fixed. Is It says the model... I, again, everyone says it refers to the HQ and gains hatred, everything bulky three and wounds characters to five. But a uh, like a an Archmagos on a band has a wound character five base. So it's kind of like does it gain plus two because he goes from if he if he's not on a band he's three wounds and he goes to five wounds. So if he's on a bandment should he go to seven? But right now it's just saying he goes he gets five wounds and that's kind of rules as written. But it's a uh, you know he's basically you can take a take a uh, an arch magos and again you can equip arch magoses with you know paragon blades uh chain fists you know the whole nine yards uh gaining hatred everything uh and a flat wounds character to five is 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 again this this thing is on a a three plus plus save two up armor save three plus invulnerable save base that's pretty uh that's pretty nice. beefy yeah 
Yeah, no, that is that. That's that's rivaling some like Imperial Fist and Salamander Iron Hand builds that you can do. Yeah, awesome. So the last one is uh, uh, the Order of Reductor. So this is the typically the artillery. I'm going to smash buildings uh, and and demolish everything in our path type of uh, higher cana. So the HQ gains the demolisher rule which uh, rather than gaining a battlesmith, this can be used offensively. So it can cause like a building or a vehicle to lose hull points. It can inflict an automatic wound with no saves of any kind against dreadnoughts. It can inflict an automatic weapon destroyed on a building or vehicle, but the vehicle doesn't lose a hull point and inflict an automatic immobilized result on a vehicle, uh, but again, doesn't lose a hull point. The issue here is that technically battlesmith can't be used in close combat. Mm. So, like, there's an assumption that for some reason there's a missed rule here where, you know, basically in lieu of using your battlesmith rule, you can just do this in the assault phase, but there's no clear guidelines on how that happens and how that interaction is supposed to work. Because, again, you, you know, you have to be in base contact and stuff like that for battlesmith, and it's not really clear how that interaction works, but those are the rules. Um, you also gain Harbinger of Destruction, or Devastation, sorry, nominate up to three pieces of terrain, and they lose cover saves, and count as difficult terrain and dangerous terrain. And um, Or you can gain fortifications, gain plus one on the building damage table, so uh, if you're playing fortifications, uh, you, know, you get plus one damage when you, when you hit them. Up to three pieces, that's crazy. Yeah, so like just three, three, and again, it doesn't, it doesn't have to, you know, if they're ruins, they lose all the saves. If it's open terrain, it loses all the save, and they become uh, difficult and dangerous terrain. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, there's um, what is it? The uh, tyrant of the Dodecathon. I can only do it to one, to one actual or, area terrain piece. Or if you're like, you know, um, uh. Dark Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Angels can do the whole board, and so can uh, uh, Death Guard, right? Yeah. Every single piece of terrain on the whole board gets difficult terrain or dangerous terrain. So, uh, Kicker is the uh, the model the HQ um, gains access to the Artificia Reductor um, Arcana, which again we'll talk about here in a second. So yeah, those are the those are the kind of the the orders of the High Techno Arcana. Again, just to kind of reiterate, you know. Uh, Arachmandrite kind of gives you access to an additional arcana. Um, it uh, you know makes you really solid at battlesmith and upgrading units, and kind of just is a good all-round take. Cybernetica it makes your Castellix lines or Castellix line. Um, uh, Lacrimarta gives the ability to heal infantry. Macrotech makes you into like a super engine seer. Malagra gives you access to a special HQ unit that can hunt monstrous creatures. Uh, Myrmidax gives you access to that Myrmidon host, which is like a full Myrmidon army. And then Reductor uh, allows you to, well, eventually will allow you to <laughs> inflict automatic wounds on things once once we figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and just is more of a table manipulation uh, HQ trait about removing cover saves. And so what you do is you pick one of these, and that's all you get access to. So again, you can only choose one Archmagos, and only an Archmagos has access to the orders of the High Techno Arcana. So, again, there's a way around this. You can take an Allied Detachment, you get another Archmagos, and then that Archmagos can take another order, and that's kind of how you're able to, to choose kind of two of these, potentially, in bigger games. But usually, again, you know, sub 3,000 points or sub even 2,000 points, you're going to pick one of these, and you're going to build around that. So if you're, if you're choosing Myrmidax, you know, you're probably going to have 
more Myrmidons, especially Secutors in your troop slots, yeah. you know, less Daleks. You, you know, if you're going with uh, Cybernetica, obviously you're going to have more Automata in your force, um, you know, more Cortex controllers, and you probably have a few more Megosis to support that. Uh, so, you, and again, that you're kind of going to build to support this um, and, and build your kind of core force around it. That's wicked. So, um, the next kind of big thing here, change, I guess, other than other than that, is the Cyberthurgy um, kind of upgrades and the uh, Arcana and the weapons that you get with it. So, Cyberthurgy um, acts very similar to Psychic Powers or Leadership Tests. Uh, the user can take a test against their unmodified leadership, and if they pass, you know, the ability goes off. And if they fail, they have to take a Cyberthurgic Feedback Test, or they take, sorry, they just take Cyberthurgic Feedback. Um, so, the unit or the model specifically, but if it's with a unit, the unit automatically becomes pinned, takes one wound, but can take invulnerable saves against it. Um, or if it's an automata or vehicle that's the HQ unit, takes D3 wounds or hull points. So again, like uh, right now, there's not a whole lot of automata that can also be um, HQ. So this is a, a little bit maybe forecasting of what, what might look like down the road, but right now, for the most part, the issue is you, you get pinned right away, which sucks. Um, so if you fail your leadership test on your cyberthurgic test, you automatically become pinned. Uh, no ways around it. So uh, who cares if you take a wound? Whatever. That is what it is. But the automatic pinning really sucks. Uh, so you, there is a bit, a bit of a, a risk um, that you have to take in order to make these go off. Um, so same thing applies uh, because, again, we'll go over it here where you get access to a Cyberthurgic Arcana. You also get access to a Cyberthurgic Weapon with each Arcana uh, that is specific to that Arcana. And you actually have to use or take a Cyberthurgic Test to be able to use that weapon. So theoretically, in a round, you could, um, you know, in your movement phase, um, have to use a Cyberthurgic Arcana um, for example, like the Arachmandrite Cyberthurgic Arcana, which allows you to repair a, a unit at range. And then in the shooting phase, potentially you might be in a situation where you use your Cyberthurgic Arcana again. So um, there's some, some wording here around like uh, you can't use a shooting attack and use Arcana. Um, and what the argument is, is, well, I've got, you know, I've got, I can use two shooting weapons per turn. So I use my Arcana on one and I use my shooting weapon on the other. The other argument here is that you could use a battlesmith so you could do your repair because it's in lieu of shooting and still use your arcana to do something else for example mm -hmm. so right now to me for me personally the general rule is that i wouldn't probably use the arcana shooting weapon and use the arcana in the same turn but i would use say a battlesmith roll and use an arcana in the same turn to get an idea so um but either way like I'm, the point i'm trying to get to is that you will you will end up using, if you really want to use like either the weapons or the arcana, you'll end up in a situation where you have to use a uh, test on this, either every turn or every second turn, to be able to have these things go off. So, uh, we'll just go through them, I guess, similar to the orders of the high techno arcana. It starts with the uh, cyberthurgic arcana, uh, with the first one is the artificia machina. So, instead of shooting, uh, you may use the battlesmith on a unit within 12 inch. 12 inches and if the test is passed you actually get to apply the battlesmith healing twice so if you're healing an automata you can use this roll your leadership if you pass you apply the rules of the battlesmith roll twice to the unit that you're attempting to heal which is sexy yep. um especially when you're talking like thanatars have a, a natural ability the thanatar cavus has an ability to 
take D3 wounds and fire twice in a turn, you could just plant a Magos next to this thing with this and just like heal them every turn twice if you wanted to. Um, the uh, weapon that they get access to is the Animatus Xindor, which is a 12-inch strength 1 AP1 assault D6 haywire uh, pistol. So assault D6 haywire shots at 12-inch range, awesome. which is like your come at me, contemptor. Yeah. Uh, I dare you. Um, the kicker is uh, it is it is data gin, and you'll see that with most of these arcanoises, these are data gin, so they have to be used on like a, a vehicle or an automata or some kind of dreadnought body effectively to be able to be used. Hmm. So um, you can't just use this on infantry. So the next one here is the Artificia Cybernetica. So you roll an additional dice and discard the lowest when charging. Um, unit uh, ignores the first wound allocated in each shooting attack that targets the unit at the start of the player's next turn. The unit gains plus one ballistic skill and or the gains the ability to make reactions. So what this is, is at the beginning, when you roll this, you get to choose between these four. So you get to roll an additional dice and discard the lowest one charging. So that's your assault one. You can choose to ignore the first wound allocated in each shooting phase. You can choose to give the unit plus one ballistic skill. Or you can choose to geek to to have the unit take reactions. So this is one oh. of two abilities in the whole codex, the whole Lieber, that allows you to give Automata the ability to make reactions. So this will be a pretty popular choice, yeah, I think. Yeah, and then you're, this is what you were talking about with comboing up with that uh, Cybernetica High Techno Arcana. Yeah, so again, like the combo being you put your Arch Magos um, with the Warlord trait where he gives the unit plus one weapon skill, plus one ballistic skill, in a big block of Castellix. And just walk them up the board with dark fire cannons, and uh, you know your your the natural they're naturally BS five weapon skill four at that point, um, and then if you if you really want to do it, you can you can cast this and give them a bit the ability to take reaction to make reactions each turn. Nice. So it's uh, yeah it's, it's pretty gross. The weapon you get access to is the Mordio Kogita or Kogit Kogita 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 Kogita. Mordio Kagata, uh, which is range 12, strength 10, AP 1, assault 1, datagen, instant death. So um, this gives you, a, a, again, a strength 10, AP 1 pistol shot with instant death against um, anything with the Automata special rule, Dreadnought or Vehicle. And then, third one here is the Ephemera Incursus, which is in the shooting phase, you pick an enemy vehicle or automata within 12, and that unit you can actually choose to make snapshots with against a friendly unit to them. So, like, I can pick your unit um, with a vehicle or automata rule within 12 inches of me, and it can make snapshots. Now I can roll on the Cyberthergic table, and if I pass, I can fire at full ballistic skill. So, if you have a dreadnought within twelve or a vehicle within twelve, like your your Kratos, if I can get my Magos within twelve inches of Kratos, I can fire your weapons or a weapon at a unit uh, of my choosing with your Kratos uh, at full ballistic skill. Actually, sorry, it's at the Magos ballistic skill. So That's full nasty. ballistic skill. However, after that, the unit gains hatred, cyber thirsts. <laughs> after being so abused. Yeah. After being abused, yeah. Wow. So, the uh, the weapon you gain access to is the ephemera exocul or exocul exocluo exocluo fucking mechanicum 
everything's got to be a complicated word. Oh, yeah. uh, so this is a range 24, strength 3, AP dash, assault 6, blind Vox silence. And so Vox silence is specific, I believe, to this codex so far, but it's negative 2 leadership. Ooh. So just kind of a flat neg two leadership for the rest of the round. So again, it's kind of it's kind of greasy, and you think you can kind of assault six. You get six shots, um, and again the the Vox science is if you do one wound, um, I believe is the way it works. But I'll I'll double check here. But I'm pretty sure it's it's if you do one wound. I don't think it's on hit. They get negative two for the rest of the turn. Um, so the next one is uh, Ephemera Lacrimarda. So instead of shooting, pick a friendly infantry unit within 12. And again, that unit may immediately move 2x to initiative and gains Hammer of Wrath 1 and Furious Charge 1. So there's a, again, you can use this in your shooting phase, technically. Yeah. So you, again, you move, let's say you're, I'm going to, I'm going to dunk on them here later, but, uh, you know, uh, you've got access to a few melee units in the Codex that are not very great, but suddenly, um, if they have like a 12 inch movement um throwing them up the board at something and yeah. giving them hammer of wrath and furious charge you know yeah. hitting it strength six or strength nine i guess if they have power fists um makes it makes it a little bit more spicy it's kind of oh, like a slingshot move yeah and then the access the weapon you get access to is the ephemera excursus which is a melee weapon strength star AP three fleshbane radphage concussive three, oh. so strength user um, AP three fleshbane radphage concussive three, so concussive three. <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah, that'll do yeah. some damage. Uh, next one here is the Artificia Reductor Arcana, which is instead of shooting, you select uh, an enemy building or fortification or transport, which is key here, within twelve inch. You must they must immediately make a check. Uh, you must immediately pass uh, an emergency disembarkation, and the unit must take a pinning test. So, like you pass your cyberthergic test, everyone gets out of the bus and has to take a pinning test. Hmm. So it's it's kind of like I don't know it's 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 kind of sexy. You can kind of like again you 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 have to be within twelve, which is a little tough. But like if you can get a magos within twelve inches of your Death Star in its Spartan. You can force them to immediately disembark, and again, most of them are going to have either fearless or, or you know, some way of mitigating it. So yeah. they're probably going to pass their pinning test. But then they're out in the open, and it's on your turn, on your in your movement or shooting phase, you can do this. Yeah, and that's well, I guess that just kind of reinforces if if you're within twelve inches of uh, Mechanicum and you're not assaulting, you're you're probably in trouble. You're, you're going to be abused in some form. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be good. So the weapon, the uh, Artificial Reductor gains access to the Manos Ruinous, which is a Strength 10 AP1 Armor Bane Exoshock 3 Plus Unwieldy Cumbersome Weapon. Again, this happens three times in the Codex. There's three other units that have Cumbersome, which is basically hitting on sixes. You get one attack. Um, if it connects, it's Strength 10 AP1 Armor Bane and Exoshock 3 Plus, but wow. it's probably not going to connect. So, womp womp. Again, another reason why the poor reductor get get dumped on by a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of people on the forums and, and Facebook right now. So what this means here, like you, you you've kind of you've selected your order of the high techno kind of. You've got your Archmagos. You're like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna be Cybernetica. Um, you gain access to one of these Arcana 
base. And if you're a Arachmandrite, you gain access to two Arcana base. Um, and then on top of that, you may take, as a part of your HQ chases, you may take Magoses, just normal Magoses, um, and they have access to a single Arcana as well. So when you look at these, you know, uh, you, you've gone, you get access to uh, numerous ways to buff your force. So again, if you want to do the ability to give your automata reactions, again, there's no limit on this. You can, you can cast this, I believe you can cast this with multiple units, but you can cast this one unit. You could choose to buff another unit with a different one. Um, you can take, you know, you could take the Lacrimarda if you have a melee-focused unit to slingshot up the board with one of your Magoses, or maybe you do want to go more, um, uh, maybe you do want to go Artificia Machina and you gain the, the Battlesmith repairing. So you have your Magos with Artificia Machina sitting in the back repairing your, your Thanatars, which are throwing plasma mortars up the board every turn and... You know, you've got your one, your your Archmagos with Ephemera and Cursus and, you know, Lacrimarda, more melee focused. It kind of gets you, lets you to kind of pick and choose how you want your force to kind of be kitted out and the upgrades that you want to give it. So it's, it's very, it's very flavorful, I have to say. Yeah, no doubt. It's just, it just seems to be very nice to be able to customize your force for however you actually want it to play. I can really see um, where you can just kind of go wild with some of the options. Yeah, and I think like I think reasonably like uh, like I said, in the first book we were really we you know we had we had we had we had a Leader Cybernetica which was like Scoria a little bit of Castlex Thralls and maybe a Knight. Um, you had the Tagmod Omnissiah, which is like the guys that were taking more um, you know Thralls but like lots of armor, and then you had the Order Reductor which was basically bullshit. No one played it. Um, <laughs> sorry to the to the you know half a dozen Order Reductor players out there that have just been waiting for the Mechanicum Ordinance to come through for the you know ten years. Uh, and you got the Night Houses. This this allows you to really like to take you know there's there's playstyles in here that allow you to take Voltraxes um, uh, and Voraxes uh, in a way that you typically hadn't played them for. Well, everyone's going to take Voltraxes, but Voraxes specifically. Um, uh, you know, to play multiple Domitars. Again, we'll, we'll get into kind of the units here a little bit. Uh, but to play multiple Domitars and they, they can have a role and you can upgrade them and you can give them have a Wrath. And, you know, it's just, uh, it gives you lots of different play styles, which kind of feeds the, feeds the narrative, I think, for sure. Oh, absolutely. So I did want to, like, we kind of, that's the core of the, uh, of kind of the general book. And like I said, there's, there's, you know, there's the two allied detachments. There's the night house, uh, which we'll talk about here in episode two. Yeah. And there's the Titan houses. Um, the only thing I'm going to mention is, uh, there was a lot of drama around the release here with, um, the Secretary um, being kind of taken out of the main book and being put into the Titan Legion house. It's quite clear from the rules in the book that with the Titan house, you can choose to take a Titan or a troops choice in um, the Secretary. So you don't have to, you can take an allied detachment of quote unquote Titans and actually just make it a Secretary force. That's an option in the book. Um, you know, on the on the plus side for most players is that Secutari, especially Hoplites, have been nerfed solidly into the ground. Um, you know, there's no like popping up from a termite with uh, with ten 
uh, BS5 uh, haywire attacks, yeah. popping, you know, whatever they shot at, turn one or turn two. Um, and that's coming from a guy who abused people like that for two years with that tactic. Um, they just don't exist anymore. Um, a lot of the, the haywire on um, most Secutari units has been nerfed. The revision here is the... One second here. Especially as, as being a player who was abused by Volterex, it was, uh, or and the hoplites, I should say, <laughs> and the hoplites, yeah. hop especially, it was not a fun place to be. I just stopped taking vehicles for a few games because uh, I just didn't want it to die. I was tired of paying points for nothing. Like, fuck your Spartan turn one. <laughs> so uh, your haywire haywire gets replaced with a, a special rule called disruption. So again, when you you look at the haywire rule, uh, it uh, basically auto. Uh, if it hits, it auto-glances, um, and it forces what's really sexy about it is it forces a Dreadnoughts and Automata to immediately take an invulnerable save. Yeah. It's an automatic wound with only invulnerable saves. Um, the unfortunate thing is that most of the Mechanicum don't have access to Haywire anymore. They get access to a special ability called Disruption, and Disruption basically says, like, it kind of like rending, like a Disruption 5-up rule that uh, when Disruption has, when you get hit with this weapon, like you roll to wound, or, you know, you, you, you glance automatically on a 5-up, for example. So if you Disruption 5-up for a Hoplite now, I think actually it might be 6-up for shooting in a 5-up in melee, but they're, they're Disruption 5-up. They're no longer Haywire. So, they're still decent at popping vehicles, but again, you're on, hitting on fives. Yeah. So, um, it's not like, you know, before where it was BS2 Haywire, now it's basically, it's it's you can still be BS, uh, BS4, BS5, but it only matters if you're rolling five ups to hit, to get those glancing hits now. And again, it doesn't apply the same effect to Automata or uh, Dreadnoughts. It still does the automatic wound, so if you roll the the, the Disruption 5-up or Disruption 4-up, for example, for the Voltrex, the Dreadnought still gets a 2-plus save. The oh. Automata still get a 3-plus save. So you don't get the same effects as Haywire, where it doesn't, right now at least, unless it maybe gets fact in the future, I don't think it will, but uh, your Disruption only applies against their normal armor save, so it's not nearly as strong as Haywire. Hmm. Yeah, Haywire so, can be pretty greasy, too. <laughs> no saves allowed. No saves, yeah. So, um, I just wanted to kind of highlight that that you can take Sekitari. Um, I'll talk about them a little bit here, kind of in in kind of parallel to the units, but um, that's what I'm talking about. So you can take the Allied Detachment, you can take Sekitari Axi Arches or and Sekitari Peltasts and Hoplites, um, but they're not nearly as abusive as they used to be. So uh, I'll start with like the main HQ because this is like we talked on this and how we kind of pick this out. Yeah. And, Everyone's got to pick an Archmagos, and you get to choose between an Archmagos or an Archmagos on a band. Archmagos 155, a band is 185. You gain Cortex Control, the Mechanicum Protectiva, which is the 4-up invul, um, Natural Voltex Serpenta, and Power Weapon. Um, you know, there are Movement 6, Weapon Skill 4, BS 5, T5, Strength 5, 3 Wound, Inish 4, 2 Attacks, Leadership 10, 2-up, 4-plus uh, invul base that's on all of them um the band gives you access to five wounds and t6 makes them a lot more tankier um both of them get uh you know battlesmith four up feudal hierarchy which is the rule that you can only choose one of them in a force um uh master protocol or master cyberthergist which gives you access to you know one or two cyberthergies 
orders of the high techno arcana which we talked about um you know both of them can take augury scanners rag grenades melt bombs and cyber familiars and really the key one in that list is is actually there's two of them first one is cyber familiar so iron hands players same thing you get plus one to your invul save so you're for 15 points you're 185 uh turns into 200 points and you get a toughness six five wound two up three plus special character which is that's bonkers. tough tough to deal with yeah that's like custody level toughness right rolling on a bike yeah and then you give them rag grenades <laughs> so like they have like they have kind of ways of you know they're not you know again we're talking like two attacks base yeah <laughs> not 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 hitting you very hard and uh you know weapon skill four base and for the most part it's it's you know unless you're choosing one of the more the Myrmidax or malagra uh versions of these guys you know you're not getting access to weapon skill five and again even if you're weapon skill five you know champions are still weapon skill six for example so you for the most part you can probably count on hitting everything on everything on fives yeah he's so i can tell from this guy like he's not made to go in swinging but he's gonna tank it out for sure yeah absolutely so the once you get your arch magos selected you're probably gonna take uh a normal magos so these guys are 75 points base for the for the walking versions and 105 points for the abandoned versions um they come stock with a power weapon last pistol the the four plus invulnerable save and uh a the walking version actually gets a five up feel no pain as well so the the walking version is t4 two wounds um basically your your uh centurion level kind of character stat profile but gets a three up four up and a five up feel no pain um again this guy gets access to the cyber familiar too so again you can give him a three plus invulnerable save um they all have the cyberthurgist adept which gives them access to one cyberthurgic arcano which i said earlier um fire protein calls to independent character these guys naturally get base patris cybernetica so that's that special world where you can't target them with snipers so again you can partner these guys up and the, the patris cybernetica rule also gives them the ability to join automata in the unit oh, so you wow. can tag these guys with uh, any automata unit and then you can't target them specifically or allocate wounds to them which is sexy mm -hmm. to say the least they come base stubborn and if you put them on the uh in the on the on the uh the abant they go up to t5 three or four wounds um and a five up pill no pain still so um 105 points i think is the go-to for this it's such oh, a yeah. such a solid tough model um the other thing to take note of here is that uh anything on an abandonment abandoned now has the special rule called pride of place uh which means they can't be placed in any transport ever so you know for any of you who played scoria um in first edition you know it was pretty common you'd see scoria hop into a transporter once in a while uh and pop out with like six uh secutors or you know an army of thralls or something like that now you just can't put anything with pride of place in a transport scoria does have pride of place so even scoria can't go on a transport anywhere so a ban equals no transportation as well interesting so generally these guys can take uh any magos can take artificia cybernetica the artificia machina and the ephemera cursus so those are those three arcana that we talked about earlier um you know they basically the ability to buff 
is the Artificia Arcana or Cybernetica. The uh, Artificia Machina is the Battlesmith, so you can repair at range. And the Ephemera Incursus is the ability to uh, uh, abuse a, a, a vehicle or a dreadnought within 12 inches and make <laughs> them shoot someone that they love. So awesome. these are kind of going to be your core HQ units. Uh, like for me, it's hard to build a force without one Archmagos and a Magos. Again, uh, for smaller games, you're probably just going to have one Archmagos. You may have a Magos for how cheap they are in points, like 75 points if you if for smaller games. Um, once you get to kind of 1,500 above, I think you're definitely going to see an Archmagos and a Magos. And then once you get above that, you know, you're probably looking at um, an allied detachment, potentially, with another Archmagos or another Magos in it to run it, uh, and a different, a different uh, high techno arcana kind of rule that you can again so you can take like your line troops maybe as your allied attachment with just castle x if you want to run them that way for example the only kind of uh well there's two honorable mentions here is the secretary oxyarch so these guys are uh i think they're 85 points base i'll, I'll double check that here but i think they're 85 points base um really uh they're cheap easy augury scanners that can join infantry units um so they're kind of weaker than a Magos. They don't have any of the additional buffs. They got like a four-up save, you know, T3. They're not very tough. Um, but they still have access. They can take uh, like a loose effects or they can take a, a Haywire staff. Um, but really, the only reason you're taking them is they're cheap Augury scanners. So if you, you, can, you can buy one of these guys in an allied detachment or two of them if you want, and you can plug them in with a unit of Secretary, or not Secretary, um, Myrmidon Secretaries to give them an Augury scanner, for example. So it's just a kind of a cheaper way to to get augury scanners into units that you you want to counter deep striking and stuff with. Nice. And then, oh, good. Oh, I was just saying, no, no, that's, that sounds nice way to add some little extra um, little extra firepower or perks, so should be able to counter uh, uh, deep strike assault types of uh, armies. Yeah, like I would not. We'll talk about sectors in about thirty seconds. But sectors with phase plasma fusils and a and an augury scanner makes for a really upsetting deep strike experience. I don't doubt. So the other the other honorable mention here, of course, is Scoria. Um, I have a very fond place in my heart for Scoria. I think he's one of the best character models uh, Forge World has produced. Uh, personal opinion, but uh, this this guy's a monster. He's uh, he's tough as hell. Um, he's slightly cheaper than a Primarch. He's almost as killy. He's crazy survival. He still has the three plus with a five up feeling of pain. Uh, you know, his HQ trait gives Automata access to reactions that are around him. Um, you know, he's T6. Like, uh, he just wrecks. Um, you know, up until the FAQ, he didn't get access to the orders of High Technocrina. He does now, making him even better. Um, you know, under 2,000 points, I don't think you'll see him. You know, 2,500 to 3K, I think he's going to become a, a decent choice now for Trader uh, Mechanicum forces. Um, he's gained, like I said earlier, he's gained pride of play, so you can't jam him and six Mirrodons into a you know a Heresy Pain train anymore. Hmm. Um, but he's just as killy. The other thing, too, is he, he comes base with, I think, Fear 2 now as well. Oh, that's awesome. Just, just around him. So, like, he's just a, he's just a monster. Uh, to deal with in close combat and like again he comes base with his his photon thruster he's just he's a solid solid hq choice now um yeah just an opinion but i think he's i think he's you're gonna see him i think people again it's he's such a great model people i think i'll play him anyways but he he will be one of those like is your buddy playing a primark yeah you may want to take scoria type yeah. of things 
So we'll dig in here a little bit, and we'll start going through the the actual uh, troop slots and everything. So, um, you know, the first first one to come up is Thralls, uh, cheap and cheerful. You know, these guys got hit with the nerf bat pretty hard compared to first edition. Um, you know, they, they went from like a fearless kind of mob uh, with a, an ability to give them a four up. Uh, feel no pain and a four up base save uh, to you know a six up save no fearless um, you know right now their leadership six with stubborn so there's a good chance that like these meat bags are just not going to hold the line <laughs> like they used to um, you know there's 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 ways of making them a little bit more durable again with the the uh, the uh, adept the to give them plus uh, plus one feel or feel no pain but unfortunately. Um, with how like they're they're now technically worse than guardsmen. Um, leadership six and stubborn is is like that's a fifty percent chance to flee. Um, whenever they have to take leadership text and like bolters are going to rip through them. Like you're basically relying on that feel no pain. And again, you're you're still only toughness three. So like you know anything strength six is doubling you out. So you're not getting your feel no pain. And there is a lot of strength six in the game now. It's so true. it's true there is. I guess on the upside is these guys took a point drop. They went from four points to three points a model. So like you could take hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, still drown and, the board. I guess. And, and run off the table on turn one and two. <laughs> that's, like that's, I don't see like, again, from a guy who has like uh, 60 of these things, um, I actually don't see a real solid use for them anymore. They just don't, they're not going to be as robust as they used to be. Um, and on top of that, their, their special rules now, which used to prevent them from sweeping advance, also prevents them from reactions so now they can't sweeping advance and they can't react so uh, i don't yeah i don't see a huge huge point for them anymore uh next one is the thalics so really the thalics uh, for anyone who played them in 1.0 very similar idea the Incanabula jump pack or jet pack is a real cool option for them it allows them to do a six inch shunt move after they've shot all their weapons so you can kind of hop out you know, jetpack move, uh, shoot your weapons, and hop back into cover or back on objective. Um, there's still a you know a T5 three wound platform with a four up save and a six up feel no pain with their uh, uh, their phallic ability. But um, uh, I guess the other thing too is they 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 did get a bit of an upgrade here with their weapons. Lightning guns got better. Lightning guns uh, have two fire modes. One is a strength four um, shred heavy three so they get three shots now the strength four weapon or they get access to a heavy one strength seven uh ap3 shot uh with breaching four up so it's actually you know reliably gonna kill marines now yes. uh with a chance to kill you know terminators or something um i do believe they also get or it might be the bigger options to get access to exoshock on a four up as well so at least it gives them an option they are pretty killy um the one downside is they did for those who played them in first edition they, they lost their kind of special upgrade you used to give them be able to give them tank hunter skyfire and etc in 1.0 you can't give that to them anymore um so they are just stock i think these are a decent choice for troops but i don't think they're going to be the go-to uh, because next we have Castlex, and the fact that you can make Castlex line make them a pretty Sweet. solid investment. Yeah, so Castlex, um, you know, saw a decent point drop, um, but also a lethality drop here in 2.0. They lost kind of the core issue here with a lot of the the Mechanicum units is they lost the monstrous creature rules, which used to give them access, flat access to AP2 and Smash. So they lost that, which you know 
Um, they lost their natural AP2. They gained an AP3 weapon, so it's just it's strength 7 AP3 base, which is not bad. Great for killing Marines, not great in you know specialty combat with against you know, I don't know any melee centric force. Um, you do get a T6 platform with a three up, five up, um, you know multi wound tanking type character. Uh, difficult to to insta kill them out with their toughness six now. Um, you're not, uh, you know, even with like brutal two with with that many wounds, you're still having to eat through them. Uh, you know, to to to, it's going to take a lot to get through like a, a core group of four or five of these things. Um, you know, it can uh, reasonably with with line. It's holding objectives. You know, uh, makes them a real decent troops choice to push center objectives um, with a magos. You know, behind them, buffing them, giving them ability to take reactions or plus one ballistic skill, or, or putting your arch magos with them and giving them plus one weapon skill and plus one ballistic skill. You know, bumps them to ballistic skill five, weapon skill four. Um, you know, again against melee centered units, it's not as good, but it at least has given them an option. Um, again, the honorable mention here is the Sekitari, which you can take. Um, you know, I include these guys, even though they're accessible via the Allied Detachment. Um, they kind of got dunked on in 2.0 as well. They lost most of their lethality, like we talked about. They don't have access to really reliable Haywire anymore. Um, but uh, there is one kind of interesting combo. The, the Peltas have an ability to uh, shoot a, a weapon called a Blind Barrage, which uh, allows you to give a unit... Uh, within 24 of you, a 4-plus Shrouded save once per turn, or once per game. So um, there's a pretty interesting strat here. We're taking, you take, you know, a unit of 10 of these, um, and you give them the ability to, like, basically give one of your other better units a 4-plus uh, a Shrouding save once per game. So, again, they do have access to um, the uh, Concussive Shot and Hammer Rounds out of the... Uh, uh, on their base weapon, but uh, hammer shot rounds are 10 points per model. Don't get me wrong, it gives you access to a uh, an AP3, strength 4 AP3 uh, sh single shot weapon, um, but uh, actually, sorry, it also has molecular dissonance, which is on a 6 at, six at auto wounds, so it's a like an AP3 single shot weapon. Again, not a single shot being it can only be fired once per game, but you know, it's heavy one, I think. Mm -hmm. So it makes them a slightly more killer, but it makes them 20 points a model, which is a tough sell for me. Yeah. Um, I think you take them, like I said, to give them the blind barrage to one unit, or you take two of them to give it to two units, and that's it. So uh, the Skalix Guardian Automata, um, honestly, I don't really see a use for these guys. Uh, they've got a ton of their own special rules, like they've, they've got the Guardian Automata rule, they've got the Rad Furnace special rule, which means they wound at plus one better in close combat. But... Uh, Shitty niche, shitty weapon skill. Um, their their one ability where they can do like a single strength seven AP two attack um, is cumbersome, which means they're only hitting on sixes. Mm -hmm. It just like it, just not a, a great combination for a melee focused unit. Again, when you've got other decent choices in here. The last here with this, as the honorable mentioned again, is the Triaros armored conveyor. Um, this thing is the heresy train. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know another <laughs> way to say it. Uh, this thing has no chill and no brakes. Um, with, you know, it's got a transport capacity of 22. Uh, it's taken all your bulky, bulky models in it. Uh, AV 14 with a flare shield up front. You know, uh, basically anything in front of it can just 
fuck right off. Uh, the air kicker is you get a shock brow with this thing, which I, I read it two or three times before I went and started looking up the rules to it, but this gives you an additional D6 hits when you when you ram something. So, like, again, anyone who's familiar with, with rhinos running around bullying people on the board to date, um, this thing ram, rams you and does, like, 2D6 strength 8 hits. That's gross. <laughs> which is just, like, it's just kind of abusive, uh, just in general. Um... <laughs> So, so the, the, the plow train is kind of just rolling around the board, delivering probably a boatload of myrmidons to your front line, uh, and then like leg humping its way through tactical squads uh, for the rest of the game until you eventually are able to blow it up. Oh, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, it's, it's points are reflective of, of how fun it is. Uh, they're high, they're 135 points base, but uh, it's still, like, I think it's a great unit. It's, it's crazy fun as well, just to like run it around the board and point it at things and just have people have to deal with it that thing sounds awesome yeah so elite's choice is much smaller you got uh you got your your tech uh your tech adepts here this is a, a real big slot um because it gives you each, each tech that can be updated each magos in the tech adept squad can be updated to a lacrimarda um you know battlesmith uh cybernetica so you can kind of choose an arcana for them and then, you know, they can kind of upgrade units around them. They're not as good as a Magos, but they're kind of like a pseudo-Magos up uh, that you can add to your forces. Um, what's interesting here is that uh, you can choose to upgrade them to the Reductor upgrade, um, which allows you to give your Servitors grav weapons, um, which is like a ridiculously offensive way to make Servitors good. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's stupid expensive. It's like 25 points per Servitor. Um but you're giving them. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a graviton imploder, which is a heavy two grav gun, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. But like you know, you basically you spend like 200 points on this this squad. And again, you can upgrade. You can add more servitors to it, and then give them grav guns. You could turn this into like a 600 point unit, which is servitors throwing grav everywhere on the battlefield, uh, which is terrifying and hilarious. Yeah. Uh, probably not probably not super points efficient, but uh, kind of fluffy in a way. Uh, the next one here is the Domitars. Uh, sorry, I'll go back there. So this is also the unit that is going to give your is, is can be upgraded with Lacrimar to give your tech thralls the plus one feel no pain. This was a go-to strategy in 1.0. Again, a tech thrall with a six-up save and a four-up feel no pain and on toughness three platform is not doing a whole lot of work. No. Anyways, <laughs> so. Uh, my, my second favorite unit of the Codex, or the, the Lieber, is uh, Domitar. So these guys got a serious glow up here in 2.0. Um, you know, pretty substantial point drop. They went from 175 to 145 uh, base. Um, their grav hammers went up to strength 10 AP2. Uh, more attacks on the charge now. They get four attacks base. Um, you know, their backpack rocket launcher got its own upgrade. It's basically now just a flat rocket launcher. It can shoot frag and crack missiles. Um, this is kind of, to me... This is like a discount, you know, read it what you want, a shittier version of a Contemptor uh, for its prices. You know, Contemptor you're paying probably 185 base, probably around 200 to give it a little few bells and whistles. This thing's coming in at 145. It's weapon skill 4. It's got a 3-up and a 5-up invulnerable save, so it's, you know, it's not hitting uh, as often as a Contemptor. It's not hitting as hard. It doesn't have Brutal. Um, but, you know, it is it is actually a good, decent... Um, melee unit in the mechanical force now um 
again, I don't think like I don't think this thing's going to survive long. One of them for sure is not going to survive long against uh, uh, a dedicated melee unit or you know, terminators with power fists. Uh, this thing will bully tactical squads and uh, you know non weapon skill five units all day long insta kill units all day long is wicked against small vehicles you know punching punching tanks and rhinos out um what's uh, a kind of interesting strategy here is to give one of these paragon uh of, of iron it you know bumps up their weapon skill um makes them again slightly better gives them you know weapon skill four base i believe or five but it does make them slightly better um it will not die for example so slightly more survivable i think these are a decent choice i can't wait to try three of them on the table here in about two weeks uh i think like i said a, a decent choice all around the real winner in this lot though is the myrmidons uh myrmidon sectors are in my opinion kind of the darlings of the codex uh they're toughness five four wounds each they have a three up five up invulnerable weapon skill four ballistic skill five uh you know even with maxim bolters on them which for the most part I hate, and power axes. Uh, these guys are just upgun better Marines all around. Um, you know, you also can pay the massive point sink to give them phase plasma fusils, um, which then your friends and enemies will definitely mostly hate you. Um, phase plasma fusils are a strength six AP three, breaching four up, and assault three. So again, it's for these, it's it's twenty points. 10 points, 10 points per, per one of these, so 20 points per model um, to give them two of these. But then you're getting six plasma shots per model at BS5 um, with breaching four up on them. That's nasty. It is nasty. It is gross. Um, you know, the other option is to give them two Graviton's guns each. You know, again, if you really want to lean into Graviton and, you know, trying to knock out contemptors and vehicles and stuff like that, um, reasonably... A squad of three is six haywire shots per turn. Um, these guys kind of get expensive real quick, uh, but I think honestly they're worth their points across the board. Um, with Myrmidax as the high techno arcana, you can make them line, yeah. so they're troops. Um, you know, again with four wounds with a three up and a five up invulnerable save, they're more survival marines. Um, you know, even with a brutal three attack, you know if it gets through, you know you're going to kill one, maybe with a contemptor on the charge maybe like if you get super lucky you might get two but probably not you're probably only didn't do one um and the other thing too is they come base with a power axe uh, which is plus plus two strength um ap2 so they're they're hitting at strength seven ap2 so again wounding most marines on twos they're they're hitting uh contemptors on fours or wounding contemptors on fours uh they're and again that's just base like you're not paying anything for it so i think like i said i think these guys are a serious darling of the codex i think they're the the kind of one go-to unit that i like i said i've been buying buying up everything i've seen here for the last <laughs> three weeks trying to get more of them the the one pain in the ass here is that uh the kit only comes with one of each weapon type so it comes with one set of maximum bolters one set of plasma fusils and one graviton gun so you have to buy three sets to get access to only three of the same weapons um makes for a, a lot of modifying to be able to give them say like six of them plasma or six of them graviton guns hmm. so just be aware of that if you're out there trying to find them right now fast attack slots we have the traditional voltrax um which is like everyone's hated flyer from first edition um this poor little guy has been mostly nerfed into the ground. Um, 
uh, you know, he, he lost a lot of his, his, well, he lost his flying. Like, he did no, go his wings. no less than he deserves. <laughs> Those things were fucking assholes on the, the tabletop. Seriously, you could tell this this poor thing must have abused a couple of the uh, the play testers and uh, the 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 lawyers or the rule guys uh, uh, on the front end during development because yeah he just he, he got he got hit pretty hard he got swatted right out of the sky literally so he lost flying um, you know his stat line mostly stayed the same um, his haywire gun went from three shots to four shots. But again, he lost Haywire. He gets access to the uh, kind of nerf version, so he's you know he's glancing on four ups um, with a strength six attack, you know, reliably with a with a BS five. You know, he's reliably going to glance fifty percent of the time. That's two two glances per turn. He's still a bit of a bully unit. Um, the the downside again with the la loss of flyer, um, he gained access to the special jump pack specifically for this unit, which allows him to move eighteen a turn, so he can still move eighteen. He's going places. He's still gonna get you know glances off on your Spartan or your your uh, you know Sicarans or whatever you have protecting your back line, um, but you know reliably you need two or three of these things to still knock out tanks. Um, the upside is they dropped substantially in prices. They went from uh, 175 in 1.0 to 125, 135 here in uh, 1.0. But you're going to need two of them to kind of do the same job that one did before. Um, and the other kicker is uh, technically they are an automata, so they do need a Cortex controller um, to be able to not shoot or charge the unit that's closest to them. So just as a, as a bit of a heads up, like you can run these guys at the table, but if they're not the closest unit you don't get to shoot it so again cortex controller and the automata rule means that you do have to target the closest unit to you to assault and to shoot so you got to kind of got to place these guys in a way that allows them to be right in front of or close to the unit that they're attacking each turn to be able to kind of get use out of them and if you screw something up or the unit moves away again with reactions the way they are now like if i move up and i don't exactly make sure that i'm you're the closest unit, you could technically move your niche and put another unit closer to me, which means I can't shoot you anymore. So, just something to be aware of. Um, other than that, like I, th I still think it's a good price, uh, or good choice. I think reasonably most, you know, 2,000 point armies, even 1,500 points, will probably see one of these or two of these on the table. Um, I, th I think they're a good choice for popping armor still. I think you just need more of them um, for what they, what they bring now. Uh, the next tier unit is the uh, Voltrax, or sorry, Voltrax. Um, so again, this, this, you know, these punchy little guys were not really used in first edition. Um, I don't see a huge use for them in second edition. They they got nerfed for the same reason that most Automata did, is they lost access to Monstrous Creature, which means their Nat AP2 weapons uh, are now AP3 blades uh, with breaching... Actually, I think they're AP4 with breaching 5 up now. So um, they got access to rotor counters, which they had before. They lost access to their biochem ammunitions, which was a kind of a spicy addition that they used to have. They don't get access to that anymore. Um, their lightning, lightning gun on the top of their backs got a little more useful. Um, so it makes them slightly more punchier at range. But again, I just don't see a huge use for these guys. Um, again, if you're spending this much, you know, 65 points... Uh, for 20 points more, you get a Castle Axe, um, which hits harder in both melee and shooting. Um, 
I don't like I, I I would like to try two or three of these, you know, throwing them up the table, you know, basically to capture objectives. They're super fast, um, but again, I just don't see a huge use of them. Maybe if someone wants to correct me here, post uh, you know somewhere here or in the Discord, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I just don't see uh, I don't see a huge use of them anymore. And then speaking of useless units, the last one in the fast attack slot is the Ursarax. Um, I really wanted these to be good here in second edition. I did not get my wish. Um, honestly, uh, they're the glassiest of glass cannons, other than maybe the Creos Venator. <laughs> They've got a, a four-up save, six plus field no pain. They're on a Thalix body. They got a T5. Um, you know, makes them semi-durable, but they're initial two base and one if you give them power fists um they've got you know two base attacks three with the the two close combat weapons um the the issue here again with t5 and a four up save is that most units are able to to kill a couple of these um on overwatch alone and then with a niche one and two even marines again weapon skill three you're hitting on fives um Marines are hitting you on threes. Uh, as as punchy as they are, they just actually in the end don't do a whole lot of damage, and it's difficult to get them in combat um, with enough models that you can actually like wreck things. Um, I think you know there's there's some combos here, like maybe giving them a, a Myrmidax Lord with a jump pack, and you know he runs up the table with them as a boogeyman um, may have some play, but uh, for how expensive like a unit of ten of these things are, which is kind of what you need to really wreck something um odds are you're only getting like half into combat and then from there you there's a chance you may lose combat because they're no you know they're not fearless at all so mm. it's uh they're they're a tough sell for me personally interesting can they still be upgraded to take lightning claws yeah they're base lightning claws oh, now oh, okay and then they, you upgrade them to take power fists for 10 points a model um again like you you are technically your strength 10 but again, you're initial two weapon skill three base. So like, it's a melee platform that sucks in melee for the most part. Yeah. Which like, again, if you wanted to throw like ten of them at like a, a knight or a, a Spartan, they will wreck that thing. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't like. Unfortunately, they're the they're a dedicated melee unit that um, has real trouble getting into combat um, with all the Overwatch. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. But last thing here we'll cover before we fade away is the heavy sports slot. Um, I got to start with my favorite is the Thanatar. So uh, Big Daddy T is back, uh, <laughs> and he's better than ever. Um, uh, this guy has a built-in double shot now uh, for the plasma mortar. Uh, so you take one d3 wounds a turn um with no saves allowed and uh it allows them to double shot so anyone again who played first edition you used to be able to cyberthergic give this guy an extra shot but then he wouldn't be able to shoot on turn two so you shot double shot turn one you wouldn't shoot turn two and you could do this you know twice a game reliably um now you can do it every turn and with how easy it is to repair automata now this guy is going to be double shooting every turn um you know, unlike the uh, test rules, the test rules had this at a strength seven, um, AP four, or a, yeah, AP four breaching four up. Uh, it is now a strength eight AP four breaching four up. So you can reliably put two five-inch templates out a turn uh, with strength eight uh, AP four with a four up breach on it, which and it ignores cover. So 
fuck, you're shrouded. Yeah, no, <laughs> damn. Um, wakes them, wakes them like actually decent. Um, I was a little worried that they're gonna get nerfed, but this this guy has come around. This double shot thing is is definitely worthwhile to keep them for their points and what it can put out. Um, you know, <sighs> my notes here. The, the you know seven wounds. Um, basically, he's kind of like a Thanatar um, slash uh, uh, Leviathan kind of frame like he's got a he's got a two up save he's toughness eight uh he's got a five up um invulnerable save uh, automatic shielding um he can be repaired so he's like he's tougher potentially um he's got you know the base the 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 calax or uh, cavest version is the plasma mortar with the twin linked molar bolt cannon a solid platform uh to just walk up the board and, and just drop drop mortars on things all turn long which is just sexy. I love it. Um, the other kind of call out here is that the Thanatar Calyx is the heavy las cannon. Uh, this poor guy saw almost zero play in first edition because yeah. it was a heavy one strength 10 AP one shot. Now it is a heavy three strength 10 AP one shot. Um, you know, and I, again, I think it's got Exoshock, four up, uh, armor bane. Like it will wreck whatever it shoots full stop. Which is nice to have, and then it's uh, it's grav hammer actually got buffed, so it is a strength ten AP one in close combat, um, and it uh, it's got a uh, sorry I got off the top of my head it's got an ability that reduces charging distances when you try to charge it. Hmm. So to take the Myrmidox um, Techno Arcana, this guy the the Calyx becomes your non compulsory HQ shot slot with the last cannon. And the grav hammer. So this little guy like just marches at the front of your giant Myrmidon force, shooting heavy three strength ten AP one last cannon shots and punching stuff, stuff in close combat with grav hammers all day long. Wow, it's so nice. Honestly, it's a it's a fantastic addition uh, and change the rules across the board. Again, you could argue for two hundred thirty five points. Again, I think it's it's a solid deal. Um, but again, I'm sure like there's there's this is a pretty full slot across the board for heavy. So uh, the next one I think again is the sleeper unit for the decks is the the Karaknos artillery. Um, so this thing is on the standard uh, gun frame, which is the AV uh, 14 front armor, 12 sides. It does not have the uh, flare shield, but uh, the bombard is a strength six AP four, seven inch massive blast. With Radphage, Fleshbane, and Shellshock Neg Three and pinning. Oh, what? So just like, just internalize that for a second. Just, 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 just think what that does to anyone who's not stubborn. That's wild. Like, so like, uh, you know, most most units are um, leadership eight, let's say. Yeah. So bumps you down to leadership five on 2d6 to make your pinning test uh so anything without stubborn i would say odds are is almost an auto pin um and again that's it that's what it's not killing like it's still strength six so it's wounding on twos it's got a seven inch blast uh rad phage and um fleshbane so like everything it hits it's probably gonna wound um with seven inch blast you're, you're covering like an entire 10 man squad uh ballistic skill four like uh 70 inch range or something 60 inch range or something stupid so it's shooting across the board uh barrage like just it's such a such a like for it's also 200 some points um 
it's honestly like it's a in in the, if the game goes keeps going towards this like leadership modification and pinning and stuff like that this is a good choice i think i i bought one i'm gonna go play it and see how this works i'm sure it'll work quite well <laughs> looks awesome on paper so the next one is the Krios and the venator um basically these guys lost their flare shield which was a, a big reason for taking them um they still wreck face like the the stock lightning cannon on the Krios gained a four up rending and four up exoshock now mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's, it's strength seven um and it's a five inch template so like a five inch rending template is a is is a good addition no matter you know compared to what it was uh it used to it used to be base ap3 i think it's still base ap3 so ap3 four up breaching uh on a five inch template that is that is good that's good for 120 points so for 145 points you get the venator which is uh still remains the strength nine heavy four ap2 um these things you know are basically the definition of your glass cannon uh if you can get on their side uh they're only armor 12 uh four hull points they're you know, not that hard to shake and, and beat up. Uh, they are they are a lot. You know, obviously they're still cheaper this edition, but I think reasonably they are just with just where the meta's going. Um, they're if you're not shooting first, these things aren't going to do a whole lot of work for you. Uh, I think they're going to get bumped out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, second to last here is the Myrmidon Destructors. So similar to their cousins here. Um, I, I don't know where these guys fit right now. Um, they get access to a dark fire cannon for 20 points. They're already a little bit expensive to be honest. Um, but what I'm really liking with them, what I've built uh, three with here so far is uh, they have access to the irradiator engine, which is a torrent 12 uh, strength four AP three flamer. Um, so like, I guess that's what a 20 inch range flamer basically with AP three on it. So um I uh, they they do have access to the same close combat weapons as the Castlax. They're like strength base AP three as well. So I I think these guys bully Marines all day long. But I don't think they're going to stand up against um, any get it a game melee again. Uh, weapon skill four, ballistic skill five. What I think is a, another nice choice here. Like if you don't want to go the I'm going to set your Marines on fire uh, method here is uh, dark fire cannons. You know six of these with dark fire cannons is a decent option my only issue with dark fire on these guys uh same thing to cast lax is dark fire does have gets hot um and it gets hot is on an ap2 so you're taking your invulnerable saves with these guys um similar to what you were with cast lax uh to be able to use them i still think like six of them with dark fire is a good option uh even with dark fire being nerfed to 36 range uh i think you know but again, with how expensive they are, I'm still kind of not, I'm not 100% sold on these versus Castlax versus like maybe more Thanatars or even uh, a Venator or Krios. I think it's a tough slot to fill here with them. That's a good thing, but, though. You, you'll see you'll see a bunch of t- um, armies, Mechanicum armies that are going to be playing a lot differently as well, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I think, I think for the first time you'll see a lot of Mechanicum armies which are actually infantry-focused. Which is, you know, again, like we, we LVO for three years and Adepticon, you know, there was like the one guy playing all Castellax and, and maybe a few Secutors. Most people are playing Venators and Creoses before with, you yeah. know, Scoria or a few odds and ends or Knights, you know, supporting. I think you're going to see Thalax for the first time. I think you're going to see Mirmidons for the first time. I think, I think that's a good change. Um, 
the last honorable mention here is the Morax Knights. Um, this was a, an edition later in uh, first edition that came out there. They made it into the heavy support slot here for the standard Mechanicum Force. Um, I, I honestly, I don't have a whole lot of experience with these. Um, I think on paper they look really good. Um, previous edition they were vehicles. Now they have a very similar cast uh, or stat line to a uh, Contemptor. Um, they're kind of discount Contemptors, I guess, in a way. They're cheaper points. Um, I picked up a few of these, you know, just for with range melee option, like they're with their claw and um, the Volglair uh, Volkite or a, a Lightning Lock. Lightning Lock is, you know, Strength 7, AP 3, Small Blast with Rending 4 up. Um, again, they have a 3 up save, 5 plus and all, Vulnerable and 6 wounds. I think, I think honestly, I think for their points, they're a decent option. They have a, a pretty interesting advanced reaction that only they can take, which is the Grusso Protocol, uh, or Griso Protocol, um, which allows them to uh, basically like Tau Reaction Fire. So if you shoot a unit that's within 12 of them, that has either a knight or automata special rule, they get to return fire. Oh, that's so, nice. Uh, on top, so you can you can react if you have two shooting reactions. You can react with the unit uh, and return fire, and you can also react with this unit if it's within twelve and return fire. Um, so it's it's kind of a, it's like it's just an interesting little spicy advanced reaction. Again, uh, the lightning lock. You can put two lightning locks on them for two strength seven. Uh, AP three three inch blasts uh, at BS four. Uh, unfortunately, they're not great. They weapon skill four base. Um, they got a, a five up kind of all around save for invulnerables. Um, like I said, I, like I don't know where these fit. I think um, again in a in a heavy support slot where you're you've got basically venators and creoses that are uh, similar in points. Um, if you really want to go down the night route, then these are good options. But I think it's a, a like I said, I, I picked up a few. I'll try them out, but uh, I don't know where they really fit right now, to be honest. Mm, discount contemptors backing up your cast looks and myrmidons could always be good. Could always yeah, be good. unfortunately, if you don't take, uh, you have to take the night house to get access to the normal armagers. Um, they don't come stock for the Mechanicum. Um, you know, some of the honorable mentions, we're not going to go into super heavies here, but obviously the, the Mechanicum gets access to all the Mechanicum Knights, specifically in the Night Houses. Um, you know, the Pori is still in the book. He's still a boogeyman. Um, we'll go over that here in, in round two. So yeah, that, that's it. That kind of kind of covers the the way you build an army and the units, kind of the, the the units you can take in a standard uh, tag metal list and mechanicum list. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of noise if you if you hang out on the mechanicum pages and Facebook pages and you know whether you're talking competitive or narrative uh, style play. There's lots of noise around um, the the unfortunate proofreading of the book um, or lack thereof and. Uh, and how the force, pref uh, I, I like there was a uh, an article just the other day, like why Mechanicum are the worst faction. Um, I actually don't see it, and I, I see a lot of people that are starting to play them on the Mechanicum pages and other pages are super excited about how the faction plays. Um, they're they're excited about the the opportunity to build different lists and try out different things, like Astartes have been able to do for years. Um, and I think for the most part, it, the book seems relatively internally balanced against standard um, Astartes lists reasonably well. Um, you know, as we it took us like years and years and years and years and years to come up with the most refined Mechanicum list uh, that was abusive. Um, 
I actually don't see that possibility with this book. I don't see anything that's like overly abusive, you know, stacking Thanatars and dropping like six barrage templates per turn. Don't get me wrong, could be a little abusive, but even then it's not like there's just ways to deal with Thanatars quite easily right yeah. now in the meta. Um, and, you know, whether it's uh, Fulmentaris, whether it's Havocs, whether it's Drop Pot Assault, um, whether it's Instant Death Weapons or Brutal Weapons, Automata are still, that's their weakness, their shit in melee. Um, they're going to get eaten up by Brutal Weapons and by, you know, high strength instant death weapons or anything that instant death is still going to do d3 to their automatic shielding um you know some of their killy power got nerfed a little bit here but i still think overall i think it's a really good book i think it's a solid start i think it needs some faqs to kind of clean it up but uh it's it's definitely an exciting book and it's a solid addition to uh i think to second edition and and how second edition is balanced right now well that's awesome it sounds overall very good um i know compared to like 1.0, it uh, 1.0 was pretty scary to deal with. They're very uh, easily geared towards killing marines, and obviously, if you you know built that way, you were in a pretty good spot for majority of your games. Um, these guys definitely seem like they can do a lot of damage, and and it's nice to see, right? Like I I'd like to see the mechanic of being able to hold their own and throw it down all the different. Uh, uh, Castlex, all the different Domitar that they have access to, Thanatars. It's it's going to be nice to see more of the model range on the tabletop. Yeah, I I agree. Like I like I like I said for the first time, like I, I've played like almost identical mechanical lists for for three years or four years here now. Jesus Christ, COVID kind of blurs my my time frame. But like two years before COVID. Uh, you know the lists hadn't changed too much. I, I started playing demons and I started collecting marines to kind of change because I didn't see a a real clear way to use the rest of the the you know index mechanicus or index mechanicum before. Um, now I do, and like what's exciting is like I like I could see myself building a Miradax list. I could see myself building a cybernetic list. I could see myself building Ackerman Date list specifically around you know repairing units and flooding the board uh for the first time in years i'm looking at using some of the 30 cat or 30 thalics that i have sitting on my shelf um you know it's just uh and i i don't think you need a knight with this i think a knight adds you know for 3,000 points you know and you're not taking score you might need a knight to deal with uh um some of the more abusive lists or factions out there right now are, or maybe even Primarchs, but for the most part, I don't think you need it. I think, I think for the most part, people playing Mechanicum that have played Mechanicum or people joining the faction for this time, first time will play this faction and actually have fun, even while losing to Astartes, <laughs> if that's what it is. That's good to hear. That is good to hear for sure. So, well, I guess that kind of concludes our part one, uh, Libra Mechanicum deep dive. Uh, we'll definitely be doing a uh, part two, so stay tuned for that. Um, I know on the docket we've got some Echoes of Eternity uh, book review coming down as well. So, there'll be a, a lot of uh, heresy content coming your way, so definitely uh, keep uh, chiming in and um, let us know what you thought about the deep dive. Again, if you have your questions or anything that you want to kind of break down, uh, just fire us a uh, email, and uh, we'll definitely get uh, we'll get to you on the uh, show in the beginning there. So, 
Um, thank you for a pretty legit, uh, detailed breakdown, uh, Alex. It's uh, much appreciated, I think, for a lot of uh, players out there. And for myself, it's nice to kind of hear what they're going to be able to do overall and kind of what to expect from the Army. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think, like, honestly, I appreciate anyone who, who stayed with us for the full hour and a half or hour and 45 minutes here. <laughs> but went a little longer than we expected, don't get me wrong. But yeah. Uh, yeah, if you stuck with us, uh, please let us know if you enjoyed the content. Uh, uh, if you have any questions, like Bill said, please reach out. We're always open for questions. Absolutely. Or if you think we're stupid and wrong, yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to tell us anyways. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we'll hear about it either way. So, Awesome. I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.